Thank you for calling the Theater of the Mind. For yodeling, press one. For a deep-voiced chicken salesman, press two. For the hilarious coyote opening, press Riders Radio Theaters on the air. Yo, Leo, it's the Riders on the Radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the Cowboy Show. Yo, Leo, Leo, we've been working since a break of day. We've been doing it the Cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're going to ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're going to hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, riders in the sky, to Slim, the man of many hats, Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're going to wrangle a tune, we're going to hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Buckaroo and Buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with the 2,677th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarets. And thank you, Texas Fixbender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Two Slim, Ranger Doug, Woody Paul, yep. our riders in the sky, and our orchestra is led by Joey the Cowpoke King. And here we are in the banks of the beautiful Ohio, and I thought we'd come up with a Pioneer River song to open the show, a song about a famous river man. I'm Mike Fink, king of the river. Listen to the thunder, hear the winds roar. Hurricanes are coming, board up the door. Load up the cannons, call out the law. Worst as calamity that folks ever saw. Girls run and hide, brave men shiver. I might think, king of the river. Oh, he's a ringtail roar and a tough old alligator. Oh, he's a bulldozed bully and a real deep populator. Oh, what a deep diving catfish that always comes up dry. He's gonna live forever. Born to mean to die. Dug the whole Ohio with my big toe. Filled her up with water. Made the critter flow, stomped out the valley, scraped up the ridge, way across the river, cause I don't trust no bridge. Invented earthquakes, made mountains quiver. I might think, king of the river. Oh, he can out talk a lawyer, scare a witch into a thing. Oh, he can out shout thunder and his nuts say that he came. 
Oh, what a fighting devil, he'll spit right in your eye. He's gonna live forever, born to mean to die. Take a tip from Texas Bits. Inch by inch, life is a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. And penny by penny, the bills on Riders Radio Theater must be paid. Here's a fine commercial message. You begged, you pleaded, you fasted and prayed for this album, and now it's here. Darth sings Garth. I've got friends in low places. Yes, the defining cultural icon of the 80s meets the phenom of the 90s. Darth sings Garth. Two of a kind. Working on a full house. Yes, two of a kind superstars on this one of a kind album. Garth Brooks hit songs as only Darth Vader could do them. If tomorrow never comes, will you know that I love you? Call in the clan and roll up the rug. Darth sings Garth. The first side has all the hits rational ears can stand, but listen to what you get on the dark side. Mama's in the graveyard. Daddy's in the pen. Now you can run to your thesaurus and look up all the adjectives for this incredible album, but only one word fits. Shameless. I'm shameless. Yes, Darth sings Garth. And if you order... Before the Death Star explodes, you also get absolutely free, Garth Sings Darth. The greatest lines of Lord Vader as only Lord Brooks can do them. Commander, bring me that ship. I said, bring me that ship. Darth Sings Garth. Garth Sings Darth. Talk about a Star War. Only $9.99, and here's how to order. To order both great albums, pick up your communicator and call 1-900-DARTHLY or 1-900-GARTHLY. Guys with fake faces and huge black hats are standing by. Darth sings Garth. Garth sings Darth. Hard to say, but easy to play. Hurry, because... I'm much too young to be this damn old... Riders Radio Theater sends a great big western howdy to our station of the week, KRCC, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of Happy Holidays. That's a tough one. Now it's time for the popular writer's radio theater feature, Letters to Ranger Doug. Here comes the Pony Express, boys. Hey, I've got it. Oh, oh I missed. Must have been my Wedgwood China embossed with the likeness of Adrian Barbeau on it. Sorry, Ranger Doug. Look here. What else a, is in there? A letter. A letter to me. A letter. It's from, let's see, little Thomas Rodrique of Bozeman, Montana. Really? What does little Thomas have to say? Ranger Doug, I have three things to ask you. Question number one is, would you guys sing Laredo on your radio show, please? 
Question number two is, could you guys please come to Bozeman, Montana? And my last question is, are you going to make a new album of your work? Well, Thomas, the answer to those questions are yes, yes, yes. and yes. yes. All right. As I walked out in the streets of Laredo, as I walked out in Laredo one day, I spied a young cowboy wrapped up in white linen, all wrapped in white linen and cold as the clay. I see by your outfit that you are a cowboy. These words he did say as I boldly stepped by. Come and sit down beside me and hear my sad story. I'm shot in the breast and I know I must die. So beat the drum slowly and play the pipe lowly. Play the dead march as you bear me along. Take me to the valley and lay the sod o'er me. For I'm a young cowboy and I know I've done wrong. Go and fetch me some water, a cool cup of water, to soothe my parched lips. Then the poor cowboy said, before I return, his spirit had left him and gone to its maker. The cowboy was dead. So we beat the drum slowly and played the pipe lowly and bitterly wept as we bore him for we all loved our comrades, so brave, young, and handsome. We all loved our comrade, although he Writers Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the number two song on the National Classical Polka Countdown, Hall of the Mountain King.
buckaroos and buckarettes, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 12 of the exciting Western melodrama, Return of the Evil Empire. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, in Bostrovia, a remote backward former republic of the old Soviet Empire, the evil Slocum is boss. Unfortunately, there's not much to be boss of in Bostrovia. All they have is rotten beets. Enter Riders in the Sky on a special mission for the U.S. State Department. And why is it that you only have rotten beets to eat? Because by the time Borscht Bar playoffs over and we get around to harvest beets, rains have come. Beets underfoot of water. When water gone, we dig up beets. Always same. Rotten beets. The ah. writers immediately wondered why the Borstrovians didn't delay their national pastimes playoffs. Are you crazy? Can't play borscht ball in rain. Of course you can't. But a deal was struck. If the Borstrovians would go ahead and harvest their beets, riders in the sky would build them a dome stadium with seating for 50,000 plus. Woody Paul then devised a super mud, and the riders got to work constructing a huge dome stadium out of mud, and naturally it was called the Mud Dome. Meanwhile, High Sheriff Drywall, fired from his Elvis My Way Big Red China tour, had made his way to Borstrovia, where after falling off a cattle truck and being run over by Slocum's limo twice, he now suffers from amnesia. Recognizing a crooked opportunity when he sees one, Slocum convinced Drywall that he really is Elvis. Well, then, you must be the colonel. That's right. <laughs> Locum immediately launched a worldwide publicity blitz announcing that the king was back and would appear at a big Mud Dome concert. The $1,000 apiece tickets were quickly snapped up by gullible millionaires. We got a sellout, Charlie. That's great, boss, but say, don't you think it's about time we got around to booking a stadium? Oh, yeah, good idea. Riders in the sky ought to be through building their Mud Dome about now. Get the limo and a battalion of armed guards with some light artillery. Let's go talk to them about it. Right. <laughs> and now episode 12 entitled Heartbreak at the Mud Dome. The Morstrovian skies are turning dark and dreary. The barometric pressure is falling, and the sound of distant thunder heralds the news that soon, very soon, the monsoons of autumn will pour torrents of rain across the land. Everywhere there will be wet and damp. Everywhere, that is, except for the brand spanking new 50,000-seat mud dome. Inside the mud dome, everything will be warm and dry as it is today, the day before the Borscht Ball playoffs begin, where riders in the sky, along with thousands of Borstrovians, have gathered to watch the playoff teams practice. It's funny, you know, this, this Borscht Ball sure is different than our American baseball. You can say that again, Ranger Doug. I could, but I don't want to. I can't make heads or tails of it myself. Well, it's not really all that hard to figure out. Most. Oh, and I guess you know all about it, side me. Well, I do. I was sharing a drop of borscht juice with Yosef Nuxall uh, earlier today. He does the radio play-by-play. Most. He told me all about it. Most. Well, if you know so much, how come they use so many players? Well, yeah, there must be 40 or 50 men on the field at the same time. 52. Uh, the first team's just had nine, and all they did was stand in a field and scratch themselves. Most. Uh, maybe spit every now and then. And then somebody thought, why just nine? Why not 52? Oh, nobody knew why not, so they made it 52. Wow, that's one for every week in the year. Yeah. What's the object of the game? Well, in the early days, it was just to stand out in the field and, and scratch yourself in public. Uh, maybe take a spit every now and then. And from that humble beginning, it evolved into the modern game involving a very hard beat, a hoe handle, and Dostoevsky. Uh, now, wait just a minute, Sidemead. What does the great Russian novelist 
Theodore Dostoevsky have to do with borscht ball for Well, as sake. you know, Ranger Doug, Dostoevsky's influence on the modern literary mind is unrivaled in its scope and vitality. Well, of course I know that. And his favorite food was borscht. No, I didn't know that. Well, it was so. And it did come as no surprise that he had a great influence on the game. As a matter of fact, you cannot be a world-class sports ball player without an intimate knowledge of the works of Dostoevsky. <laughs> you don't say. Yes, I do say. Now, here's how the game is played. They take a hard beat, one that's never been watered, so it's real small and dry. <laughs> and they pitch it to a batter. He hits it with a hoe handle. And, of course, with 52 fielders, it will be caught. Well, I should think so. But the 52 fielders have to then pass it one to another until every one of them has caught it. The last one to catch it has to throw it and hit the batter. Meanwhile, the batter's standing there before a panel of judges explaining the symbolism in one of Dostoevsky's novels. For the first game, it's the Grand Inquisitor. Boom. Remember that one? At any rate, if the batter convinces the judges that he's covered all of Dostoevsky's symbolism before he gets hit with a beat, he scores a point. If not, he scores a knot on the head. The team with the most points after both sides have batted all around wins the game. Well, thank you, side meat. There's a lot more to this game than meets the eye. Oh, you can say that again. Well, I don't chew my cabbage twice. Oh, God, look! There are armed men everywhere. What? Attention! That sounds like the voice of Slocum. This is Boss Slocum. Everybody must leave this stadium at once. The playoffs have been canceled. Leave or be shot. Good grief, what's going on? I don't know, Slim, but I don't have to know. What I do know is that they've got the drop on us. And even though they can't hit the broad side of a barn with this many people, even they couldn't miss. Are you sure of that? Yes, I'm sure of that. We can't take the chance. Let's melt in the crowd and get out of here. Expertly, the riders blend in with the crowd, despite the fact that they are wearing very big hats, and join the flow leaving the stadium. It is a crowd in an angry mood, and shortly after leaving the mud dome, they all reassemble in a nearby freshly harvested beet field. Comrades, comrades, if no borscht ball, I'd say we have revolution! Ah! Hold on, hold on, everybody. Violence should be the last resort. Oh, sure, I can conceive of a situation where people could be so oppressed that violence was the only solution. But not until every other peaceful means have been explored. And in this case, we still have a very powerful option remaining. What? Article 11, Catch-22 of the Borstrovian Constitution. To wit, <clears throat> if 51% of the Borstrovian people sign a petition of recall for any politician, that person is fired. How uh, we get 51% of peoples to sign petition in time for playoffs to begin on schedule in 24 hours? Leave that to me. Wait, wait! Ranger Dog, we trusted you before. You built us Mud Dome like you said you would. So I guess have to trust you again. Revolution on hold for 24 hours! Thank you, Boris. You won't regret it. How on earth can Ranger Duck visit 51% of the Borstrovian population in just 24 hours? Well, any ordinary human being would find it impossible, but any ordinary human being is not the idol of American youth. And any ordinary human being doesn't ride a horse named Amazing Turbo, the only horse in the world with afterburners. Unturno, unboy, through the long Bostrovian night at an astounding clip, Ranger Duck gathers signatures, and his pace doesn't slow as the sun rises. Meanwhile, at the Bostrovian International Airport, private and charter planes are landing from all over the world to discharge fanatical Elvis lovers, as well as the beautiful airheads of the planet who will go anywhere just because a lot of people are going there. 
And in the presidential palace, the boss of Borstrovia is up with the dawn and hard at work, making sure there are no glitches in his latest big and evil plan. Yellow. Boris who? Oh, Yeltsin. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> huh? No, we don't have any H-bombs around here. I don't care what your records show. The what? The United Nations International Nuclear Weapons Police? Send them on! I tell you, we ain't got any H-bombs on Barstrovia! Charlie, get in here! What? What is it, boss? Today's the day, Charlie. As soon as I get my hands on the money from Drywall's, I mean E's concert, we're blowing this backward bird. Can't be soon enough for me. So get your stuff together and get ready to go. Oh, and while I was going through the files last night, I found an altitude-detonating 20-megaton hydrogen bomb. Yeah? Where was it? Under H. Where else? Oh. <laughs> That's it by the door over there. I want you to take it out to the airport and load it onto my private jet, Borscht One. Right. Well, what are you going to do with it, boss? I'm selling it to our old Middle Eastern buddy, you know. <laughs> right. And <laughs> while you're doing that, I'll get drywall, I mean Elvis, to the mud dome. Then just before showtime, I'll grab the box office, 50 million smackaroonies, and head for the airport. You be waiting in the jet with the motor running. Got it? Got it. Okay, get the bomb and get going. Right. While Charlie goes about his dirty business, Slocum heads for the sold-out mud dome, where he picks up the box office receipts and takes them to Drywall's dressing room to count. Oh, 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 oh yeah. 49 million, 50 million, oh yeah. <laughs> Sounding good, E. <laughs> Thank you, Colonel. You know, it feels good, too. Like I never died and went away. Like I've always been aged. Oh, sure you have, but you've never pulled in a haul like you did tonight. Look at all these suitcases filled with money. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I don't do it for the money. No, no, you don't. <laughs> Excuse me a sec, E. <laughs> hey, you guys get in here and get these suitcases and put them in my limo. Ah. Uh. <laughs> okay, E, I'm going to take this money and uh, put it in the... Uh... The bank? Yeah, the bank. Yeah. That's it. Well, so long, E. It's been a real pleasure, and I really mean that. <laughs> All right, You're not sticking around for the show? Oh, I, I'd love to, but uh, business comes first. I, I got to take care of this loot. I, I mean, money. After all, this is show business, right? Well, it sure is, and I'll tell you what, it sure is nice having somebody like you to take care of the money, Colonel. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. See you yeah. later, alligator. <laughs> After a while, crocodile. Quickly, <laughs> <laughs> Slocum makes his way through the back passages of the mud dome to the rear stage door. But when he steps outside, he's greeted by riders in the sky and a horde of Borstrovians hungry for liberty, forced ball and hot dog. There he is! Slocum, hold on. We've got to have a word with you. Right. Uh, guards, shoot them! Too late for that, Slogan. Uh, guards, I said shoot them! They don't work for you anymore, Slogan. Huh? The people have spoken. This is a recall petition signed by 51% of the citizens of Borstrovia. So? So according to Article 11, Catch-22 of the Borstrovian Constitution, you're fired. Ah, uh, excuse me a second. Uh, hey, Mikkel, did you and the rest of my former guards put those suitcases in my limo? Ah! In that case, since the people have spoken, I'm out of here. So long! Wow. I didn't think it would be that easy. Gosh, me neither. He even had his bags packed. Yes, well, when the people speak... Can we go inside and see Elvis now? Too slim. I hate to tell you this, but Elvis is dead. Yeah, but see, he might... Slim, this is just another one of Slocum's scams. 
Well, it could be, but you see, there's Slim, always... Slim, there are 50,000 suckers in there. Do you want to be one, too? Well, yes. I just want to be sure, Ranger Duck. All right. Well, we're going to join the people of Borstrovia at a pregame rally in the field over there. As soon as the concert's over, we're all going to move into the Mud Dome and watch the Borstrovian Borst Ball playoffs. We'll meet by the hot Borst stand in Section C. I'll see you there. While Two Slim goes off in search of Elvis, and the rest of the riders go off to enjoy the camaraderie of the liberated Borstrovians, inside the Mud Dome, the pretender to the throne is about to take the stage. Honka, 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 honka. About time to take that long walk down the stage, I guess. Elvis is in the building. <laughs> and at the Bostrovian Airport, Borst One, the former boss of Bostrovia's private jet, is loaded and ready for takeoff. <laughs> we did it, Charlie. Right. We got 50 million in hard cold cash in those suitcases back there, and a 20 megaton H bomb that we're gonna sell to the jackal of the desert for 10 million more. <laughs> On the bigger and better things. <laughs> you said it, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Can this be true? Is Slocum escaping with the jet, the millions, and the bomb? Has drywall become Elvis? Well, you won't find these questions even considered on the next, next Rush Limbaugh show, and that suits us just fine, but you will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode 13, the concluding chapter of Return of the Evil Empire, entitled... It's now or never. It's muggy, multi-megaton, many-faceted, more or less melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this muggy theater of the mind. And now here again, our riders in the sky, enjoy the Kapoka King. Thank you, Texas Dick. And once again, our semi-regular salute to the sagebrush serenaders of the silver screen. And tonight we salute my personal hero as a kid growing up who sang this song, Tex Ritter, Green Grow the Lilacs. I once had a sweetheart, but now I have none Since she's gone and left me well, I'm so alone Since she's gone and left me So lonesome I'll be She loves another one better than me Green grow the lilacs all sparkling with dew I'm lonely, my darling, since parting with you And by the next meeting I hope to prove true and change the green lilacs to the red, white, and blue. I wrote my love a letter in rosy red lines. She sent me an answer all twisted in vines, saying, keep your love letters and I will keep mine. You write to your love and I'll write to mine. Green grow the lilacs all sparkling with dew I'm lonely, my darling, since parting with you And by the next meeting I hope to prove true And change the green lilacs to the red, white, and blue So long, sad, sad, oh. 
For more information on Riders in the Sky, two cents mercantile or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, right to Riders in the Sky, 7 Music Circle North, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. The cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater bunk at the famed old Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. Riders Radio Theater is written and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Our production foreman is lovely Lisa Miles. Our sound effects wrangler is Professor Zeno Klieger. For WBXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King. Producer Lasso and Larry Ashcraft. Coordinating producer Jeff Whistle. Recording engineer Gallopin' George Zahn. Sound effects honcho Winchester Jim Springfield, who appears courtesy of Harris Allied Broadcast Division. Our chief engineer, Jamboree J. Crawford. Stage manager on the Mark Tipton. Sound engineer, Ropin' Rich Fredette. This is Texas Big Spender saying, so long, Saddle Pals. We'll see you all next week on Riders Radio Theater. This is the VXU Radio Network. <laughs>